Well, hello again. Please have your Bibles open there to Exodus 20, and you'll see an outline there which has a little bit on it, but there'll be more on the screens. Uh, if you are joining us for the baptism tonight, you've caught us halfway through a series, uh, but we still have a great chance to look at this great command. So let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you again for your word. We thank you for your law, which exposes our sin and points us to Christ. And we thank you for our Lord Jesus Christ, who fulfills the law for us. Help us to think on these things, to be comforted and challenged, and to be reminded of how you desire for us to live as your people. In Jesus' name, amen. So, command number five tonight, honour your parents. Let me tell you that when I was a kid, I learned to dishonour my parents in oh so many ways. Uh, I would lie and lie and lie to get out of trouble, even though they clearly knew I was lying. I would steal and hide chocolate from my family, from my, from my brother's uh, fundraising packets, and I just, mum had to pay for them because I would just steal them and eat them. Uh, I would break my dad's toys in the vice. These toys that they give me, I would just, I thought it would be fun to kind of see how they go in the vice. That's all the ways I learned to dishonor my parents when I was a very small boy. Now I am a parent, uh, and I'm starting to get a taste of my own medicine, let me tell you. Uh, I was talking to one of our Bexley North members a while back, and they said, oh, how old is your daughter Harley at the moment? And I said, oh, she's eight months old. And the person said to me, ah, eight months, that's, that's about when the sinful nature kicks in, isn't it? <laughs> she was not wrong. Uh, because Harley had just started doing that thing, when you say no to someone, they just want to do it even more than if you had never said no in the first place. So if you say, don't touch the DVDs, she wants to touch the DVDs. If you say, don't play with the door, she wants to play with the door and get her fingers jammed underneath it. And she has that evil glint in her eye when she looks at you and does it. She's 10 months old, but she can do that already. And so Harley really needs to hear this talk, don't you think? (laughs) Except she's already gone to bed, so maybe another time. Well, today we get to commandment number five. Uh, honour your parents. And we kind of hit a shift in the Ten Commandments because we moved from the first four commands to the second six. What do I mean? Well, remember again what Jesus said, how he boiled all of the Old Testament law down to two commands. Just two. What did he say? One, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. And two, love your neighbour as yourself. Two commands, love God and love people. And we can see how these two commands fit with the Ten Commandments. Because what are the first four commands about? Look there at the bottom of your outline. You've got them listed out in short for you. The first four commands are about loving God. When you worship God alone and have no idols and respect God's name and remember the Sabbath, you love God, don't you? When you do these things. And if you look at the next six, the second six, what are they about? Well, they're about loving people. When you respect your parents, when you don't murder or commit adultery or steal or lie or covet, you love your neighbor, you love others, don't you? But it's also not as neat and simple as that because it's God who commands us to love others. And so when we love and obey, when we obey Him and love others, well, we're also loving God, aren't we? We're listening to Him, we're doing what he desires when we love others. 
What does this mean? Well, it means that we need to pay just as much attention, don't we, to the second six commandments as the first four. These six commands about loving our neighbor, they are also about loving God. How can you claim to love God if you don't love your neighbor? And our parents, they're like our first neighbors. They're the first relationship we ever have. And in many ways, the most important relationship we have. I don't know if your parents ever said this to you, but mine did many, many, many times. They said, you can't be nice to all your friends and then awful to us, your parents. There's something wrong, something backwards about looking like a model citizen to all your friends and then treating your family, your parents, like rubbish. It's not right. So you can't claim to love God and then not love your neighbor. And you can't claim to love your neighbor if you don't love your parents, if you don't honor them. So this first of the second six commandments, if that's not too confusing, uh, is the most important of these six commands, the second half. So let's get into this commandment number five. Let's think hard about it. Uh, We're going to look at Exodus 20. Have a look there. Uh, God saves his people out of Israel. He graciously chooses them and redeems them. And then he gives them the first four commands about loving him. And then we get verse 12. Look there. Honor your father and your mother. And it seems like a very simple command, doesn't it? The trick is that honoring someone, honoring your parents, is endless. It involves so many things. What does it mean to honor your parents? It can mean so many things, but ultimately, what is it about? It's about acknowledging the place that they have in our life. It's about acknowledging the role of authority and provision that they have. Because that's what God's design is. This command is about God's good design for family. God's word is clear and it's beautiful on this. If you ever go and read the book of Proverbs, read it this week, you'll see God's picture of family relationships, especially between parents and kids. It just talks about them all the time. We see there and all over the Bible, God's good design for family is this. That marriage is between one man and one woman committed to one another for life. And if God chooses to give them, children are to be born and raised, provided for, disciplined with gentleness and love, and also discipled, raised to know and love God. That's godly parenting. And children, they are to respond to that with honor and respect their parents as the ones who provide for them and the ones God has put in authority over them for their good. That's God's good design for family in a nutshell. And you can see more of God's good design in the rest of the commandment. Because look at the rest of the commandment, it has a promise. Look at Exodus 20, verse 12 again. Honor your father and mother so that you may have a long life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. For many years, I struggled with these words a lot. Well, because I thought to myself, just because you honor your parents doesn't necessarily mean that you live a long life, right? I grew up with prosperity preachers saying to me just that. But then I looked around at the world and I said, there are people who die young who honor their parents. So how can that be true? What's going on? But there was a key part of this verse that those preachers and and I was missing. Look at the end of it. Honor your father and mother so the Lord may give you a long life in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. 
You see, it's not a general promise that if you honor your parents, you will live a long life individually. No, it's a specific promise to God's people, Israel. But even before it's a promise, we'll get there in a second, it's just a flow-on effect of honoring our parents. Because the command is not just about God's good design for family, it is. It's about God's good design for society. This command leads to stability in society as a whole. Why? Because the family, it's the basic building block of society, isn't it? Think about it for a second. Uh, How does a society naturally come to be? Well, a man and a woman come together and they have kids and then they raise them to be adults. And then maybe they do the same thing again. Family is the first structure in society. And so it's the basis for all other structure in society. That's the way God has made it. And so here we have the beginning, the the heart of the pattern for submitting to all kinds of authorities, to police and government and bosses at work. It all starts with honoring parents. And so as Israel obeyed this command, society would flourish. They would have a long life and prosperity as a nation because families would prosper and flourish. This is why it's no surprise that societies who try to invest in families flourish and why societies who try to tear down families as God's designed them to be, will they harm society. And we can see that happening all over the world today. But these words, they are also, as well as God's good design for society, they are a specific promise to the nation of Israel in their time and their place. If, as a nation, they obeyed God and honoured their parents, God would bless them. He would keep them in the land that he was giving them and he would give them prosperity and long life. But if they didn't obey God and they dishonoured their parents, he would judge them. He would exile them from the land and they would face death. And so God cares deeply about family relationships, doesn't he, amongst his people. Why? Because it's God who puts our parents in authority over us, who gives them to us to provide for us. Ultimately, it's God's design, it's his decree that puts our parents over us. And that's why it's a big deal to honour your parents in God's eyes. That's why it's in the top ten commandments. So what I want us to do is to kind of keep exploring this command, and I want us to ask three questions about what it means to keep this command. First of all, what it means to break this command, what it means to keep it, and then what it means to take it too far. So, number one, what does it mean to break this command? For most of us here, sadly, our culture has taught us that honouring our parents is not that big of a deal. That God's law shouldn't take it as seriously as it does. And listen to how seriously God's law takes it. Exodus 21, whoever strikes or whoever curses his father or his mother must be put to death. Well, listen to Deuteronomy 21. If a man has a stubborn and rebellious son who does not obey his father or mother and doesn't listen to them, even after they discipline him, he's given every chance, then all the men of his city will stone him to death. That's full on, isn't it? Maybe we can understand that murder deserves death or worshipping idols deserves death or more serious things. 
but cursing your parents? Dishonoring them? Yes. This is what God's good word says. It is his standard. It's what he says is right and good. And he says that a serious breach of this command, well, it deserves death. Now remember that we we as Christians, we are not under the civil law of the Old Testament of Israel. We don't stone those who dishonor their parents. Otherwise, there would be none of us here. God's law, though, still shows us what God thinks about this command and what he thinks about breaking it. He hates it. It deserves his just judgment. It's a sin that deserves death. He is the one who has given us our parents to provide for us, to to govern us. And so as we dishonor them, we dishonor him. And in case you were thinking, yeah, well, that's the Old Testament. Well, first of all, change your attitude because the Old Testament is God's word too. But listen to the New Testament on this. In Romans 1, Paul asked, he lists a list of all the sins that evil humanity does, that we do apart from Christ. He lists out all these sins and then look right in the middle, disobedient to parents. And at the end, those who practice such things deserve to die. I hope we can start to see how serious a thing it is to God to break this command. That to dishonor our parents is a sin that deserves death and judgment. It's sin that Jesus had to pay for, that he had to die on the cross for. So that's what it means, how serious it is to break this command. Don't we all need to recognize our sin and repent? But what about keeping this command? What does it look like to keep the command to honor your parents? What does it mean? What does it not mean? Well, I think the best way to approach this is to think about different ages and stages. And so I'm going to be talking to different uh, sections of you for the rest of the time together. Uh, But let's first of all think about what does it mean for this command? uh, What does it mean to keep this command for children? What do I mean by children? Well, the Bible doesn't mandate an age of adulthood. It doesn't say it outright. At this age, you 100% are an adult. And so in general, Christians have said it is good to follow the cultural norm where you live. And in most cultures today, you reach adulthood between 18 and 21. It's 18 in Australia. And so let's just call that the number. So what does it mean if you are under 18 to honour your parents? Well, the best place to go with this is where Paul teaches on this in Colossians and Ephesians. Paul, he's talking to children who are minors, who, who are not adults. They're still under the provision and authority of their parents. And so this applies to you, at least, if you are under 18. Listen to Colossians 3. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. And Ephesians 6. Children, obey your parents as you would the Lord, because this is right. Paul makes it clear. Keeping this commandment means that kids obey their parents. Not take their words on advice. Not, I'll get to it at some point. No, They must do what their parents ask. In everything, it says, everything they ask of you, obey them. Just as you would obey Jesus, your Lord and Saviour, obey them. And then Paul gives us some reasons, good reasons. In Colossians, obey your parents, for this pleases the Lord. Or in Ephesians, obey your parents, because this is right or righteous. 
Paul's teaching, it's straightforward, isn't it? There's no way around it. He doesn't give any conditions. Kids, obey your parents. This is what God wants. It's not about you and what you want. It's about God's good design and His good decree. And so for those of you who are under 18, you're not adults. Obey your parents. That is what God wants. And it doesn't mean that you can't ask questions. It doesn't mean you can't express your thoughts and ideas respectfully or that you can't work out as a family uh, how, to, how to live together or that your parents won't fail at times in small ways and sometimes big ways. But at the end of the day, you are under their provision and their authority. Okay, but what if you are over 18? Do you still have to obey your parents? It depends on your circumstances. In general, and there might be exceptions and all kinds of different situations out there, but in general, if you are under your parents' provision, you're also under their authority. And so if you are 18 but still at school, your parents are still providing for you, getting you through your education, you should obey them. I look back to my 18-year-old self and I'm ashamed at times. I had a good relationship with my parents But I still remember being an arrogant 18-year-old and as soon as my birthday came around, I said, sorry guys, look, I'm an adult now. I don't need to obey you anymore. And I don't need to care what you think or what you say. I was stupid and disrespectful, to be frank. And I quickly learned how dumb I was. And I returned to obeying them. And it was way better. And it was pleasing to God, which brought me joy. Maybe you need to do the same. Well, let's think for a moment. If you've finished school and you're studying at uni or you're working a little bit, but you're still living at home, well, you too should probably still be obeying your parents. Even as you grow independence, which you need to do, you should do, you are still under their provision. You're in their house. You're under their authority. So you should at least obey when it comes to how you live as a family in the house. For example, when I was 19, I had my own job, I had my own car, But my parents, they wanted to know, they wanted me to tell them wherever I was at night, just so they knew where I was. And if I didn't, I would get in trouble. And rightly so. And I am thankful for that. Some of you are over 18 and you have a curfew set by your parents, and you should honour that. Some of you have like a family dinner night every week that's compulsory. You should honour that. If you live in their house, honour them. By obeying them in these ways. You are under their provision, their authority. That's God's good design for our society and for family. Okay, but what about if you move out of home, if you're an adult? Uh, You get married or you move out with some friends or whatever. Well, usually that's a pretty clear break with your parents, isn't it? Uh, It's becoming independent and it's becoming fully responsible for yourself. And so if you don't want to obey your parents, what do you do? You get a job and you move out. Maybe your parents have threatened you with that at some point. But it's worth thinking that just because you don't have to obey them doesn't mean that you shouldn't. And it definitely doesn't mean you're free to dishonor them in any way. Technically, obeying parents, yes, it might have an expiry when you become this independent adult out of home. Obeying has an expiry, but honoring Honouring has no expiry. Honouring them, it actually might mean that you choose to do more of what they say because your attitude is that you want to honour them. 
because of who they are and who God has put them in your life to be. So I have a, a few thoughts, a kind of a bunch of thoughts on uh, what honour looks like for your parents, mainly for people who are adults, but also could apply to anyone here uh, who has parents, which is everyone, now that I think about that. <laughs> I feel like I'm only scratching the surface as I talk about the next few things I'm going to talk about, because there are thousands of ways to honour your parents, aren't there? There are thousands of ways that this plays out in life. And so here's just a few areas of our life that we can reflect on. Uh, and maybe this week you can think about it and pray about it for yourself or even meet up with a brother or sister in Christ and say, I want to think hard about honoring my parents. Can we help each other to do that? Make sure you sanitize your hands before you meet up and, and have coffee or food or whatever you're doing. Uh, why not meet up and talk about how to honor your parents and grow in this? So what does it mean? Here's a bunch of different scenarios. Honoring our parents affects how we speak to our parents, doesn't it? It means that we take the time to speak to them in the first place. I need to repent of that. And it means that we speak to them with respect, not harshly in any way. It affects how we speak about our parents. Ask yourself. Uh, you could ask yourself, what, do I, what will my friends say about my attitude towards my parents and the way I talk about them? Would they say that I honor them in how I speak about them? Do we speak highly of them or do we badmouth them? Do we pray for them? This is relevant uh, also if you have parents that have passed away. I can't imagine what that's like, but I hope that perhaps that there's some comfort that you can still honor them in the way that you speak about them and how you thank God for them. Uh, honoring your parents means listening to them, not zoning out which, when they speak, which, again, I struggle with. And it means taking their advice and listening to their wisdom on things and actually considering what they have to say. Honoring means considering them in decision-making as well. Think about smaller decisions. Sometimes I see new or young Christians, uh, and I was like this too, in our, in our zeal for the gospel and for church and for ministry, we get so busy that we forget to tell our parents what's happening and we forget to talk to them. I've seen it happen a hundred times, and instead, what should we do? We should be proactive. We should say, hey guys, I'm not free on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Can we celebrate Dad's birthday on Thursday night next month? Be on the front foot and be committed to both your church, yes, but also loving your parents. And there's simple things that you can do as you think ahead and do that and communicate. Or think about the big life decisions that you have to make. How will they, those decisions, impact your parents? How will you plan for the future? Because there's passages like 1 Timothy 5, which, which demand that we as believers care for our parents in their old age. Are you prepared to do that? I'll never forget uh, years ago when Sarah's parents moved house and their whole life so that they could look after Sarah's grandfather full-time. He couldn't live on his own anymore. And I watched them honour him by living with him and caring for him in the last years of his life. And I will always hold my mum in honour for the way that she stuck with, my, with her parents until their deaths. The way she visited her dad day after day, week after week. She wanted to be with him for his last breath. Sadly, she couldn't. But she was there for her mum's last breath caring for her, praying for her until the end. 
Will I honor my parents like that? Will you honor your parents until the end? Honoring our parents also means, and this is a big one, bearing with their weaknesses. The command to honor our parents, it comes to us not in a perfect world, but a fallen world. Every parent is fallen, yet God still asks us to honor them. Maybe your parents aren't Christians, and so they don't understand your priorities. Maybe there's great hurt between you and your parents. Maybe you're estranged from them. Even the best parents, which many of us have great parents, are sinners and will fail in more ways than one. Our relationship with our parents can often be the most strained one in our lives. But we can still honor them. We can honor them in the way that we deal with that hurt and that strain and that difficulty. We can bear with them. We can humble ourselves and we can work for forgiveness and reconciliation. What does God's word say? Romans 12 says, If possible, on your part, live at peace with everyone. How much more your parents? And even if the hurt is so great and the peace and reconciliation is, is impossible, as awful as that is, we can still strive to honor them, honor our parents with every chance that we have, even if it only seems small and there is great hurt. And if they're not Christians, we can honor them. We can honor them by preaching the gospel to them, the gospel of peace, with gentleness and respect, yes, but we need to really love them by sharing with them what they really need to hear. Like I said at the beginning, I feel like we've just scratched the surface of what it means to honor parents. I don't want to be here for five hours, uh, so we'll move on. But take the time to pray and talk and think this week. What does it mean to honor your parents? How do you need to repent of the ways you might have dishonored them? Well, we're up to our third and a shorter question. We'll, we'll just answer this briefly. What does it mean to take this command, honoring your parents, too far? What do I mean by that? Well, it's possible to honor your parents to the point where you don't honor God. Where family becomes your idol or obeying your parents means that you're disobeying God. And we need to remember that commandments 1 to 4, love God, they come before commandment 5, honor your parents. And so if our parents ask us to do things contrary to God's word, or they demand too much from us, and so we can't honor God, then we need to, in those hopefully rare times, say a firm no to our parents, so that we can honor God. Jesus spoke stronger than anyone else about the dangers of loving and worshipping your parents at the expense of him. Matthew 10, The person who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. We must love Jesus first. And there are some families and cultures, usually Western cultures, uh, which is what I'm from, that we need to learn how to honor our parents more. And then there are some families and cultures, usually Asian and Middle Eastern cultures, that they need to learn to honor God above their parents and at times say that no to their parents in order to honor God first. Well, this is a weighty and a big topic in many ways. Perhaps you're feeling weighed down. Well, let's finish by looking at Jesus, our Lord. Because we need to ask, how is this command fulfilled in Christ? 
Jesus came to fulfill the law. We know we can't keep it. We know we fail. And so how does Jesus fulfill it, this command? Well, Jesus honours his parents, doesn't he? Do you remember Luke 2 from our reading before? 12-year-old Jesus, he goes up to Jerusalem with his parents. He gets lost, and a few days later, they find him in the temple. And what does, he say? What does it say at the end? Verse 51, they went down, he went, Then he went down with them, came to Nazareth, their hometown, and he was obedient to them. Jesus honours his parents, even in the early years of his life. Think about it for a moment. Imagine a child who never disobeyed their parents. That's Jesus, which is beyond imagination. None of us have ever seen that or could imagine that. But it is Jesus. He honours his parents in the early years of his life. But he also does so in the very last hours of his life. Do you remember what Jesus says when he's hanging on the cross? He's dying for our sins. And then he looks down at John, his disciple, and Mary, his mother. What does he say? John 19, he said to his mother, Woman, he is your son. And he said to his disciple, He is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple John took her into his home. Even as he hangs... Breathless, dying on a cross for the sin of all people. He arranges for his mum to be cared for, to be taken in by his friend John. Jesus fulfills the law of honouring parents. And he does that for us, doesn't he? So that we can be forgiven for breaking this very command, which all of us have. But Jesus the one who gives us forgiveness and freedom, the one who frees us from the, from the penalty and the power of sin, he also gives us the strength. He gives us his spirit. Even though we are sinners, we have his power to be able to live out this command, to live out by his example, to strive to honour our parents. And we do that in obedience to this great commandment, giving glory to God. Our Heavenly Father. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are our good and loving Father. And that whether we have the best parents in the world or what feels like the worst, we know that you are our good Heavenly Father as we trust in Christ and are saved through him. We thank you for that and we thank you that you have given us our parents. Thank you for the provision that they have offered, that they have given us, that you have given us through them. And thank you for giving us those authorities in our life that helped us to be disciplined and to grow and to know what is right and wrong and to know how to live in the world that you have made. Father, make us thankful and then make us sorry. Sorry for the ways that we dishonor our parents and have done so in the past. Father, forgive us. But then, Lord, transform us and make us people who honour our father and mother for your glory. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.